Welcome. Yeah. All right, guy. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of the Midwest Flowers Podcast. This week, uh, we found Connor somewhere. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. He's here. It's you amazing. Know, you know, a podcast listener t- asked me where I was. Yeah? Yeah. Because you mentioned it so much that I'm gone. Well, it's unbelievable. <laughs> You're a vagabond. Yeah. You're a fucking gypsy. We'll talk about it. You're a gypsy, dude. You're never home. We'll talk about it. And I don't even know when you're gone. Have to Anyway, all right. <laughs> Guys, this podcast is brought to you by Onyx. You can use our code right now for 20% off your Onyx membership. Cancel your membership right now. Get a new one. I don't care if you have to pay twice. But actually, I do care. Don't do that. But next year or whenever, <laughs> if you are re-upping, it's MWF20 for 20% off. Onyx is literally the easiest and best tool you can have for scouting it's and for hunting nice. waterfall. And this is also brought to you by Quick Trip, the best gas station in the Midwest. Dude. Not a joke. They're expanding, and how could they not? It's unbelievable. There's nothing better. I did. I I stopped at three Quick Trips in the last 24 hours. It's literally the only option. Yeah. How can you stop anywhere else? Yeah. It, it, it would. Was, it would be a. You would have to dis. You have to not respect yourself. It's, it was pretty great. It, I had the view um, from my hotel room was a Quick Trip. It, it was it was pretty. It's great. not bad. It was it was probably clean outside, clean inside. Yeah. Here's the thing, <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say this. I'm not kidding when I say this. If you stop at a gas station that isn't Quick Trip and you had the option of stopping at a Quick Trip, you don't respect yourself. <laughs> okay, so I have to say, let's just do this. We're in the mid-October lull. Yeah. It's the mid-October lull, and we get this every year. It's just part of it. So Joey's like, let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. Joey's the guy. Joey is in Hawaii right now, so he's not on this podcast. Thank God. We should probably get few, through a few things this today. <laughs> um, no, you know what? It's just, it's funny to me that the kid who used to talk mad shit to you, <laughs> yeah. if you miss part of waterfall season, got a girlfriend- and they've been dating for a year, and he's in Hawaii for yeah. his first hunting season with a girlfriend for 11 days. I, I don't blame him. I mean, like, uh, he, the kid obviously prioritizes weddings over hunting because he, he had a hunting, he had a wedding in Italy uh, two years ago. Of course. But yeah. the 11 days is what I'm surprised Right. About. The wedding doesn't go for 11 days. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you do? Some weddings do. Well, I don't, I don't know about There's that. There's weird. I, Really? Usually Extended receptions? Yeah, well, like Indian weddings, they go a long time, right? What? Yeah, don't they? Not fucking 11 days. (laughs) You have to quit your job. (laughs) The whole family had to quit their job so you could get married. Yeah. No. So. Can you imagine if in Indian culture, weddings went 11 days and you knew five people with a wedding that that year? Oh, jeez. What would you do? (laughs) 55 days. I mean, I've been to a wedding. <laughs> I've been to fucking seven weddings in a year. Imagine 77 yeah. days. I'm sorry, boss. I'm, yeah, no, I know. The whole month of August, <laughs> all of November. It's I mean, religious. Yeah. I'm gone 55. Get the fuck out of here, dude. In uh, Bangladesh, you think they roll like that? Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know. I know that, that there's some culture that has super long weddings, but anyway. No, I, I don't know. Dude, I was serious though. I have been to three quick trips in the last 24 hours because I drove out into the middle of Wisconsin and obviously did not see any birds. Well, that's a close trip for you. Yeah. Yeah, that is a close trip. Yeah. Last I, weekend I texted you. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know. 
hey man, um, blah blah blah. You were out. I'm in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't you just get back from somewhere else? Yeah. From the mountains. Yeah, I was in Idaho. Yeah. You were in Idaho. Yeah. Then you were home for like one minute. Yep. And then you were in Alabama. Yeah, I think it was like four days I was home. Yeah. And then you're home for one minute, and then you were in Wisconsin. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, and Wisconsin is close, so that is whatever. But that was yeah, it was, it was nice to drive, you yeah. know, to where I needed to go instead of I'm fly. Sure, but it probably was the same amount of traveling for out. sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, especially now, I mean, yeah. you're just traveling vagabond, so you have like all the perks you could ever need with Delta, dude. And myhotels.com. Oh, we got some hotels.com uh, perks yep, too. Now we're getting reward wow. nights. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting up there, so it's kind of nice. crazy. We'll we'll see how how the old uh, hotels.com rewards goes, but yeah, hashtag not sponsored. Um, but yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I was in Alabama. I'm headed down to um, San Antonio, Texas, for uh, a uh, the Sporting Clays shoot, uh, the National Sporting Clays. I'm doing photography there, so that'll be fun. Mm. But uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. People probably won't hear this by the time. Actually, no, I'll be down there for the last weekend of it, probably. But anyway, when um, is that? Uh, it's the last weekend of October. Halloween weekend. Yeah, gotcha. I thought you were back in the mountain that weekend. No, no, I'm in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Who are you there for? Um, a, a couple different companies that are shooting at the Sporting Clay National. Okay. So got it. Yeah, it's it's like a conglomerate type thing. Sure, a couple companies, but I didn't know if you were there for hook hunting or what. No, no. Gotcha. Um, photography stuff. So yeah. it's you know it, business is booming when it comes to Olstead Media. So going out on my own. Not uh, I'm officially uh, done at my part time job here. So that's big news. Yeah. But well, you've been out on your own. Yeah. And you kind of made the decision to bring on Nate full time instead of bringing yourself on full time previously. Yep. yep. So now it's full, full. Yep. Now Everybody's full. Straight up. This is yeah, it. This is the, like, there's nothing that keeps pulling me back yeah. to, you know, a regular job. Right. And no, how could there be? Yeah. Right. How could there be? <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, no, it's obviously the dream. And realistically, I mean, for most people. Yeah. If you're able to be motivated, the best way to make money in this country is to be employed by yourself. Yeah. Well, I do. I feel like that's what's going on right now across the country with all these people that aren't like, they're like, we don't have anybody like hired or we can't hire anybody. Like, you know, the, the massive shortage of people, I think it has essentially two different things. One is that, uh, the prices of everything hasn't quite gone up yet. Like the price of food, the price, you know, it's gone up a little bit, but it hasn't gone up skyrocketed. And so people don't need the extra like money, but the sure. extra money is out there. And so they are uh, like people during the pandemic when they lost their jobs or were furloughed or whatever, they found ways to make money online because people, if you just like tell them, no, you can't make money. They don't sit around. They, they make money somehow on side jobs or whatever. Or and, the government, a lot of them, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. And, um, or both, you know. It's right. like, I could sit here and make yeah. it off the government and do these side jobs for right. cash. And so they, everybody's continued to do it and they haven't had any punishment for it and that there's not been a raise of prices. There hasn't been change in, you know, healthcare stuff. And so right. there's no reason to get a job. And that's, uh, I think that's where we're at. That's in, in my personal uh, eco economic position i guess <laughs> i don't really know i don't really know and i don't really know if i get it i think one thing that happened for sure in my mind right there's no like i can't I don't have some book or some mm -hmm. evidence that proves this but when the pandemic hit a lot of the people 
that were working those like fast food jobs and the part-time jobs at mm-hmm. like restaurants and stuff. That was kids. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And kids in college. Yeah. And now the fact of the matter is all those kids that turned 16 during the pandemic, there was no job to go get. Yeah. So there was an excuse. And when you're 16, let's be fucking honest. Yeah. You don't need money. Yeah. You really don't need not very much. No. I mean, if you mow a couple neighbors lawns, that probably gets you through the next couple weeks. Yeah. So realistically, I think what happened partially too is a lot of these kids that would have been like, oh, I'll go get a job part time. I'm 16 now. Yeah. Well, they couldn't. They realized they didn't need the money. Mm -hmm. And they realized that they could mow the neighbor's yard for the same amount of money as they would have for like two weeks or something at McDonald's. Yep. So all that happened. Now these kids are like, I don't need to go get a job at McDonald's, you know? Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's shocking to me that we haven't seen a lot more actually during the pandemic. I thought it would bring on a lot more automation. Yeah. To fast food. I was in the airport the other day and there was an automated like McDonald's thing. And it yeah. was like, there was one person that, that needed to like essentially fill out everything. But I like, Picked everything that I want. The machine essentially made it all or it put it, you know, there was essentially just a person to put the final pieces together and hand it to me. Yeah, I mean, no, and that's, I've seen that. I've seen that at like McDonald's, you know, and stuff, but most of them, you still have the option to just order in person. Yeah. So it's like an either or type of thing. I thought we would see a lot more of the, no, we don't have employees taking your order anymore. Yeah. Oh, I had that also in the airport because <laughs> I eat a lot of airport food these days. Um, at Chipotle, they just said there was a sign at the register that said order online zip code is this. And I'm like, order online for the airport? That's like, crazy. And so, because they apparently with Chipotle, they can't turn off online orders. And so right, they I know. have to receive those. And so they're like, well, if we have to do the register too, we're going to only do online orders. Yeah. And so that's what they did. That's fucking smart. And literally I did it and it was like ready 30 seconds later. That's literally genius. And I'm going to tell you the Chipotle's around here. They still have, you can walk in and order or the online order. Yeah. Dude, it's out of control. Yeah. They do not have enough employees. Yep. So they're trying My to roommate mix works in for the fuck. One. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. bro. So they have to, they have to just stop taking orders in person. Yep. Or get rid of online ordering until they can fix the problem. Now, that said, I, I honestly just thought automation would be way more like prevalent. Because now the other thing is too is the social distancing factor. Yeah. Right. So like, why not just make it? I, I legitimately thought by the end of the pandemic, I'd walk into a McDonald's or something, and all the registers would be gone. Yeah, that's true. I thought it would just be those like screens where you pop up and pick yeah. your order and pay, and then too someone many, in the back puts it together. Too many old people buy out of that stuff, though. Boo. <laughs> Boo. You know what would happen if you removed all the registers and made it a screen for old people to order? They'd figure it out. They'd order on a fucking screen. Yeah. They'd figure it out. Yeah. They the, would. Um, or they'd pull one of the workers from the back to help them do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> a manager would have to chill them where to press. Yeah. I, one thing, though, because I, I was, uh, one, the photo shoot that I had this last weekend, in, or this, yeah, in Alabama, that was for an ammo company. And so one thing I am um, kind of getting the ins and outs about is the production of, like, ammo. And, like, dude... They are freaking, they're booking it. They're getting as much as they can. Like they're hiring people left and right. Yeah. But they just can't keep Let's up. Let's talk about the ammo shortage. Yeah. Because it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I do not get it. Yeah. And it's really shitty because now these some of these smaller stores, they're jacking the prices up. Yeah. Oh, and that is also coming from 
And that's something that I heard because the guy that we were photographing, one of the guys we were photographing was in the lumber industry. Yeah. And he's like, we're not the ones jacking up the prices. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, we've been doing the same work for the same, you know, same price this whole time. And I was like, okay, what? And he's like, yeah, it's Home Depot. It's Lowe's. They're the ones that are jacking everything up. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're not, you know, they're making their, their dollars while they can and whatever. Now, yes and no. The lumber mills were definitely charging more money. <laughs> Yeah, and so well, but yeah, with ammo though, ammo is not there. Yeah. There might have been a small increase in price because the like the you know supplies for making the ammo yeah it might is, have cost a little more. But, but we're it's talking about not like fifty cents to it's a not through the roof. Yeah, yeah, and so it's um and I mean, I know I've had a couple people hit me up and be like, hey, I'm headed through the cities. We're going up north. Anywhere we can get ammo? Asking oh, me. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, oh yeah, no, like dude. And, I, I thought about, I was like, well, like I got a few boxes I could sell, but also it's like, I don't know when this is going to be over. Same. And so I don't want to get rid of any of it. I know. <laughs> Which is what everybody thinks. And then you're just 100%. spiraling into this <laughs> Yes, <whole thing>. you <laughs> are. Yeah. I know. But the thing is, they are producing less ammo. Is that correct? Uh, the, the, the factory that I was at in September, No. They were running like, especially for nine millimeter. They were running twenty four seven on nine millimeter, full because it was fully automated. You needed four people to run that factory, and it and so for that, no, that one is running. Straight what about up. shotgun? Shotgun? Are they um, like having a hard time getting some of the stuff, the metal and stuff, to make them? Um, some companies are. Uh, the big ones though, like Federal, Remington, like the Vista brands Winchester, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, like the they they should be okay because it might cost more, but they know that they're gonna make more. Um, what they're having the trouble with is that when the pandemic shut everything down, and when everybody freaked out, and when it took forever to get everybody back, and when all the supplement checks caused their employees who were working minimum wage not to come back. They that's that slowed them down and made orders go nuts and they have to catch up to those orders. Mm -hmm. That that's my understanding anyway. Yeah. The supply aspect of things is really the the biggest one right now. Um I do know that there's you know, there are some companies that have plenty of supplies, they just have to do they have to fulfill the orders, you know. Um so that that's that's my opinion anyway. I've you know, not <clears throat> Super factual, but I guess I'm a little bit more involved than some people. Do they have any timetable on when they think it's going to stabilize? I, I mean, it depends on who you ask, but I, I think you have two years. Two years, yeah. you think? On on ammo? Yeah. 100%. On shotgun ammo? Yeah, and ammo and guns, I think you got a solid two years at least. Are guns out of control too? Um, I know that guns are harder to come by and they're making them... Um, well, you know, stuff, as soon as it comes to the shelf, it gets bought. Now, is that mostly with handguns or is that shotguns too? I think it's across the board. What? Because, uh, and that's, I mean, you have a, um, a democratic Congress, you have a democratic president and you have a split Senate. If the Senate, um, honestly, like if the Senate was Republican, you'd have the perfect storm for, um, for like gun sales. Because yeah, because no law is really going to actually get passed that would actually restrict it. But you have a majority Democratic 
or left side. And so everybody freaks out and they buy stuff. Wouldn't it just be better than if it was a Democratic Senate? Because then there could be a chance that maybe so then people no. just freak out more. No, be, because then if it actually does, like, and they restrict gun sales. You know? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. And so if you have a Democratic or if you have a if you have either Congress or the Senate is Republican um, or like one of them, then you know that stuff is not going to get through. Yeah. And so then you can make you can ramp up production on whatever. But if you're like, oh, we have Democrats across the board. It's like, well, should we make ARs? Because they might be gone, you know, by the time we could sell them and then our company's bankrupt. Yeah. So at least that's that, interesting. That's how I understand it or, you know, see it. But. Yeah, I just the ammo shortage is just sort of mind blowing. It's it's kind of weird actually when you think about it that like we're seeing all this stuff in our lifetime right now. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I I don't know what the the cost of ammo is at right now because I haven't bought any. I haven't needed to buy any because I stocked up when Trump was president. You know. Yeah, it's it is weird to me. Like, I mean, truthfully, like, let me ask you a legit question: How much truthfully does a democratic president have to do with us? buying guns and ammo i like the the cause you are you talking like statistically because statistically having a democratic president increases um gun sales yeah and decreases abortions isn't that crazy why Uh, because people people go do the opposite of of what they think is going to get restricted or whatever Really? Yeah. You're telling me people people decide to have more abortions because there's a I don't I don't know if that is like the best way to put it, but I do know that the like uh abortions decreased like the rate of abortions or whatever decreased the most in Obama's presidency. There there was like this there there was a, a pretty in-depth study that I um read and uh about it. I can't remember which one it was. It was like um I'm gonna be honest. That's that is mind blowing. Yeah, it is. No, it really surprised me too. I don't know anything about that statistic wise, but I know that like when there's a Democratic president, people buy more guns. I get mm-hmm. that, but I don't think at this rate that they are right now. And I don't know if that's just because we tip further and further to like, could there be a law that would restrict all this stuff? Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is right. Like, you almost have to decide truthfully, like, without being like sketchy here. You almost have to be like. How far am I willing to go to keep my guns? Yeah. Right? Because, like, you're buying all these guns, okay? But, but who, if... What would they do, you know? Like... Well, I, who's going to take them? Nobody's going to take... I, that's like, what I don't understand. They, it's let, like, how would they ever do that? They like, could never do that. Bump stocks, they became illegal? Yeah. Okay? There is a lot of bump stocks that was out there. Oh, yeah. Did anybody go and get them? No. Did, no, but you know. but you can't be caught with them, right? But it's just like okay, so if somebody is like, "Oh, ARs are now illegal," go turn them in. Nobody's gonna turn them in. They're gonna bury them. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like if if guns became illegal, no one's gonna turn them in. But you can't use them anymore. Yeah, that's. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to bring up a topic because it's kind of interesting to me and it's something I've thought about, especially last weekend, which I'll get to in a little bit. I did a little hunting, had to clean some birds. Yeah. Now, people have told me in the past that they hang their birds. Mm. You ever heard of this? Yeah, I have. have. What do you you think about this? Do you hang deer? Yes. For how long? Not, well, me personally, I don't don't hang them that long. Um, If I'm at like a deer camp where... 
um, you know, we didn't have time to skin it out because there were several deer down or people were doing deer drives. You feel gut them, though. Yeah, usually I feel gut them. And, and actually, more often than not, unless I'm, even if I'm caping the deer, I, like, I take the meat off right there in the field. Really? Yep. Okay. We we do what's called the gutless method. And so you can skin skin it back and then lay the skin out essentially on the ground and it makes almost like a table. And that way it gets no hair on the meat and we can take the meat from the outside. And then you have to puncture the spine to get in underneath to get the tenderloins. But you can get all of the meat off right there. And I've done it a lot. Yeah. Because I, I hunt... We hunt for a lot of deer, and more yeah. often than not, I'm with the guy that's shooting it, and yeah. and so and it's a client of some sort. So sure. we shoot it, and then I say, "Okay, sit back," because they don't know how to do it, the gutless method, and so I do it, and and it's all gutted up in you know yeah. twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, I you know what brought this on for me actually was I was listening to the uh, podcast. It's called Duck Call Room. Okay. And it's Cy Robertson and Justin Martin. Okay. And then occasionally it's like Godwin and Jace and some of those other guys. Uh, it's a really interesting podcast. And um, Cy was actually talking about the best way to, um, you know, harvest your deer meat is to shoot the deer, field gut it, uh, and then hang it for 60 days. Mm-hmm. 60 days in now they have something that a lot of people don't have, which all these rednecks have built in on their properties, right. walk-in freeze, walk-in fridges. Yeah. So wait, this is for deer? Yeah. At 60 days? 60 days. Wow. 60 days. So upside down, so the blood goes out the... Didn't mention how, which way they hang, but... Okay. It, w- it would be. It's, it, you know, that's what makes sense to me. Mm. That's usually how those like Well, ducks are. are hung by their head. Yeah, I thought they were by the tail feathers. No, so you that hang when, them so that oh. when they drop off the tail. Well, feathers. that's interesting, actually. That's interesting now that you bring that up. So, like, I've actually, hmm, I've heard it both ways. Now that you say that, yeah. So some guys do hang them by their tail feathers. Yeah, and when they and fall I, the off, the reason I say they're it ready. Is, it's because yeah, it's because now the interesting thing. thing about the reason that they're ready when you hang them by the tail feather is because the and the reason that they actually brought it up about deer. Right is because when you shoot an animal, mm. all of the muscles in that animal tense. Oh yeah, bad. Okay, and that's that's legitimately it happens at any any given creature. Right, if it's shot, all of its muscles tense. Yep. Okay, and what happens then with birds, from what I've read at least about this, is as the bird actually ages, the muscles relax, enzymes in the muscles break down some of the fat and some of the other. tissue and stuff and add flavor to the meat and then actually because of that when the muscles relax the feathers are actually held in by skin and fat and muscle oh and so and so as the muscles relax the feathers actually release from the bird got it makes sense um but most of the articles that i've read about it say to hang the bird by the head and then the blood drains into the butt cavity at the bottom yeah at the bottom um, now you're only supposed to hang because you gut it right before you do that. Uh, n- well, actually, you don't have to. What? 
Yeah. So if it's, so the only thing is, right, there's like some temperature things. Now I've read some articles from like some down South boys Okay. that I don't think they're quite as like picky about <laughs> how they do this. Okay. But then I've read some articles that were written by some people that are like really smart about this and know. Yeah. And you can hang a bird hole without gutting it for up to five days okay. if the temperature is between 35 and 50 degrees. Okay. It cannot go lower than that and it cannot go higher than that. How long? How long? Yeah. Five days. Okay. So only five days. With waterfowl, it's a pretty short aging yeah. process. It's well, not it's like some super. Correct. It's not like some long aging process. Yeah. Um. I'm, you know what? Um. Yeah. So anyway, that is, uh, it's just an interesting topic. And I kind of want to hear from you guys out there. If you want to comment or message us or something like, tell us, do you hang your birds? Do you age them? Um, I don't, for me, I, I just breast birds. Yeah, um, that's usually what I do. Yeah. yeah, so I'm breasting birds. I'm not keeping the skin. There's a few that I keep whole. Like uh, we had sea duck, and my dad wanted to make a whole sea duck. Uh huh. Um. So you plucked the entire duck yep, and everything. Yep. Yeah. So how was that? Um. He. It's still in the freezer. He hasn't made it yet. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing, and I read too. Like a lot of guys will have a garage fridge. Yeah. And then some guys I saw online had made, like, basically neck hangers for ducks oh, on, like, a rack or whatever. Yeah. They attach to the bottom of a rack. Okay. And then you can just hang your ducks in the fridge and have the fridge set to, like, 38 or 40 degrees. Yeah. And that's perfect. Then you can age them for, like, five days. Um, there's two different ways that I've read about it, right? So you can either hang them whole or you can front pluck them yeah. and then hang them. And a lot of guys recommend front plucking because if the bird is shot in the breast, you can't hang it. Yeah. Because that meat will get, you know, gross. Yeah. It'll rot. Dude, I was talking with the people that hunt in Alabama this last week, okay? Yeah. And oh my gosh, I am so glad that we get like cold weather just so that parasites and crap can yeah. die. Oh, yeah. Because in their deer, they I know a guy that's like he does doctor stuff and looks at slides all day of skin tissues whatever he said that he uh, shot a deer and he brought in like you know some of the the meat to look at it and he's like i wouldn't eat it he's like it was riddled with just crap and i'm like really and he's like yeah and he's like everything now all of my like you know me and the other guys that work at the lab we bring in the meat of everything he's like there's just nothing down there that i want to eat because it, you know, like he's like in one of the deer, we found like a parasite, you know, and there was something that was like in, um, in the specific, it was a, the, the type of parasite would just essentially cause you to have diarrhea and it just goes straight through your GI tract. But what it does is, is like the coyotes and wolves that eat it down there. Um, it goes straight through them. Oh, it was in boar hog meat. That's okay. what it was. So the hog meat and um and it it goes through it just goes through your GI tract and it does that with the coyotes and the wolves as well and so then it just gets back into the earth and then the boars come around and they eat you know essentially the the same thing and get the parasites into them and it invests in their muscles and then you know it repeats the cycle but uh, but yeah he was like don't eat you know you can't kill it by cooking it you can but you have to cook it all the way through like there's no pink you can't have any any uh. Which in boar meat you wouldn't want anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and, but, and I yeah. know that he had talked about whatever I don't know it was a different parasite that he was talking about, but he was like, I wouldn't eat deer unless you cooked it all the way through. None of that. And um, 
like you know Stephen Ranella, like he got that with the with the bear, whatever he got that crappy. I forgot what it's called, but where he can't eat, um, or like he has a living parasite or something inside of him or whatever. Didn't you hear about that? I did not hear about that meat, meat eater. Yeah, guy? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he he ate some bad bear meat, essentially, and he has that like I forgot what it's called. God, that's I, I know, up. and I'm thinking of it too. But I forget, I totally forget as well what it is. Because Jordan, a buddy of mine, shot like a 500-pound black bear. And he was talking about the fact that, yeah, there's something in bear that if you eat it, you can, I forget what it is. You can never eat I'm, something. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Trigonosis. Or, yeah, tri- yeah, trigonosis. What does it do? Uh, what is it? So he, uh, several members of the media crew contracted trigonosis after eating some questionably cooked bear meat. Um. And it's it's a parasitic disease caused by roundworms. Um, during the initial infection, invasion of the intestines can result in diarrhea, ab- abdominal pain, and vomiting. It doesn't look like it has uh, terribly long-term effects, and it has, like, prescriptions that you can have for it. Um, but it's, uh, it may follow be followed by fever, muscle pains, facial swelling, and fatigue. So facial swelling, that wouldn't be very fun. Symptoms can last for weeks to months and can vary um, in severity from mild to severe. Some persons uh, with the infection may experience no symptoms at all. Damn. Yeah. Usually That's crazy. It's like COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like you could like have every some, disease, right? But yeah, anyway, some symptoms or none. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't know. I just thought maybe, you know. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's tr- trichinosis. Trick. Uh, yeah. Trichinosis? I who fucking knows. <laughs> anyway, T R I C H I N O S I S. Trichinosis. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I I am not gonna eat any deer meat from Alabama, and there's not that much of it because the deer down there are really really small. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's an interesting thing to me. I I honestly just brought up the idea of like hanging them because you know, I I've heard that it makes them taste a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that it makes the meat taste way better, gives it less of a gamey taste and more of like a rich, you know, like steaky type taste. Hmm. Um, that's just what I read online. I don't know. I might have to try it at some point. I can tell you right now, I don't know when in my season that would ever be viable. Yeah. Because our temperature swings are so, you know, Yeah. You'd have to have like one of those refrigerators. You would have to here. You'd have to have that. Um, but anyway, you know, these meat eater guys are not meat eater. These, uh, the Robertson guys, yeah. they all have invested in walking coolers on their properties. <laughs> yeah. And so they hang the deer. And the thing that was kind of weird to me is like, uh, Cy was talking about, he's like, when you do it for the first time, whatever, the f- however the fuck they talk, whenever you, when you do it for yeah. the first time, he's like, you're going to go in there and the rib cage inside is fucking green. Really? He's like totally fucking green. Ew. And he's like, people get freaked out. And when I tell them to do it, they call me all the time. Like, my meat is ruined. It's all green, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not, dude. Dude, who did that? Like, did who what? did that the first time? I know. Like, like who was I like, know. you know what? I'm going to try this and I'm going to let it go 60 days. And on top of that, dude, the crazier thing to me is like, not only that, but fuck how did they figure out it was safe to eat? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Dude, how did we figure out how anything was safe to eat? <laughs> Who was the first guy that ate fucking poison <laughs> mushrooms, you know? Now you're going on like... <laughs> I just like, who Who the fuck? 
Oh man, this is. Like I mean, that. how many people have died to get to the point where we eat good? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I just want to know. The <laughs> this is like like a you know a couple deep you know conversation. It is. Like yeah, we're getting into some deep shit. You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you gonna I, say? I completely forgot. What All I was right, saying. dude. I you know I legit. I know I'm like straining this one, but dude. <laughs> oh, th- think about before you could read and write. Yeah. Before you could read and write. Okay. How do they tell the other people? You're you're that talking. My like- fucking cousin died from that mushroom. <laughs> You just wait till someone picks it up. The pictures, bro. And you fucking tackle them while they put it in their mouth. And you say, (laughs) (laughs) you fucking motion like, that's not good, bro. That's not good. I just, Uh, I just want to know. It's it's funny. um, I forgot. I don't know what the guy's name is that he's a comedian um, and he does. He's out of Wisconsin, but he he talked about um, who's the first person to coin uh, screwed the pooch. Right. (laughs) Like, right. And why did they make it like just made a slight mistake? <laughs> I mean, dude. Right? <laughs> like why there's, why is that? There's so many of those things in I life. Know. You're just like, how? How did this happen? Like they they decide like, oh, we're going to try a bunch of different mushrooms and if Johnny keels over, it's like, okay, we're not going to try right. that. Right. And then and then on that But morels, those are dope. <laughs> like, those are so fucking heck good. Heck yeah, they're delicious. And on top of that, can you imagine like how they started figuring out like what do they have to draw? I think they'd rely on drawing. They didn't have paper and a pencil. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Or just, yeah, motions like you were saying or doing. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's just as crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how people fucking survived. <laughs> and some didn't. One of the, the guy that I was interviewing today for the video, he, he posed the question or he had, he had essentially brought it up in conversation. Like, what would our society look like if there was no drugs? You know, and like even to the point of like, there's no like rosemary. There's no, um, you know, there's nothing that which you is can, not a drug, but well, yeah. whatever. Like, like you know, there's no weed. There's no like nothing. Like, not even like stuff that you can like use. No to, herb. Yeah, no of herb. Any kind, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking of lavender. That's what I was thinking of. Um, but the like, wh- what would our society look like if it, if we had none of that? We'd all stink. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like the and and we a lot of us would be dead. Like, cause think think about how many drugs you take on a on like just in a yearly basis or whatever, or people take on a daily basis for allergies for whatever. But you wouldn't be dead. Yeah, well, not for allergies, but for what would you be dead for that you take medicine for? I don't know. Some people. Well, that, I mean, like let's say herbs. Would. Herbs. Yeah, that's true. Herbs, you should be fine. Yeah, I mean, some people that are addicted to marijuana, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what kind of dead they'd be. They might be just fucking have a job. We'd have a different world, though. Their know? soul might be dead because they might be working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's an opinion coming out there, right? Yeah, <laughs> right now. But yeah, I mean, any uh, any hunts coming up here for you? Oh yeah, of course, bro. Yeah, are hunting you, season. I'm not in Hawaii. You, I'm here. <laughs> are you going out um, Halloween weekend? Yes, absolutely. Joey and I are going to go to the um, lodge, and usually it's a banger. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten some reports that there's a lot of ducks pushing into that part of the state, um, that part of the country, which is obviously the Dakotas area. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a lot of birds pushing in right now, mallards more than anything. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'll tell you what, this past weekend I had an unbelievable hunt. 
Yeah. Really, really fun. Yeah, I fun. saw that. You sent me a picture of like yeah. you, you just a few guys with you, right? And you guys limited? Just three of us. We didn't actually limit, but we we definitely could have. Yeah, you got a pile of stuff. Um so I got a call from a buddy, Paul Heigel, uh, who's a Mulkier staffer. Okay. Um he's a uh, part time well, I actually don't know if he is a Mulkier staffer. He's a part time guide in Rochester. Okay. But he lives up here and he does a job that's seasonal. Yeah. So as soon as his season ends in early December, late November, then he guides for like a month for Canada geese. And he called me and he's like, Hey man, I, I can't find anybody to come and hunt. And he's like, I've got 800 honkers in one field, which for us right now, that's a lot of fucking geese in yeah. one field, you know? And I'm like, yeah. well, you don't have to twist my fucking arm. Yeah. I'll be there. So, um, turned out it was me and Paul and this kid, um, and the kid was there. <laughs> so it's Paul's little brother's best friend. Yeah. But it's also the kid that had, it's his family's farm. Okay. So that kind of worked out, right? Yeah. So like, anyway, he's a good hunter, really nice young kid. And it was really fun to see how passionate he was about hunting. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Um, anytime I see like a younger person who's just fired up. Yeah, it's fun to see. About hunting. Now, it's not a lot of kids anymore. Right, but this kid is going to Bemidji specifically so that he can continue to pursue area. outdoors. Yeah, loves fishing, loves hunting. Yeah, they got they a have, lot of. They have gun lockers that you get as a student at Bemidji, and they have a lot of um, degrees that are in the outdoor, you know, fisheries, wildlife, that kind of stuff. Yes, they do. So. Um, no, pretty crazy. Um, anyway, we had. I don't know. We had I don't know maybe 150, 200 decoys out. Okay, nothing even crazy. Uh, we knew they were pretty much wanting to come to this field. The only issue was the night before this hunt, they had started hopping between this field and the field across the street. So they were kind of using both fields. We did not have permission on the field across the street. So we felt pretty confident still with that many birds in our field that we could, you know, kind of make them come. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did. It was pretty incredible. I mean, the first, I would say at first, we had a bunch of flocks come right over us. They wanted to do it. We didn't have a great wind, maybe only four or five mile an hour wind. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like some spectacular wind. It was uh, less than ideal per se. So they just didn't really know. They didn't want to finish perfectly. Okay. Um, but, you know, that said, we still got quite a few to do it. So I think we had like five or six down. And then we had some issues because then the birds really came up. Okay. okay. And when you're hunting, right, a lot of people don't realize this maybe if you're just starting out, but you don't really want 150 of them to come at one time. Yeah. Because they don't have to land where you are, right? When they come out in groups of five and 10, it's a lot easier for them to feel like, oh shit, like there's a bunch of geese down there. Yeah. When they all come at once, they're like, "Mm, well, we all came together. So we're pretty sure that's not real. Yeah. You know, they get a little more spooked, and a lot of people don't realize that or think about that, but it's it's definitely true. Uh, they do not like that. Yeah. So these 150 get up, they all come together, and they all check out our spread, and they all go across the street. <laughs> so now they're all sitting in that field, and, uh, you know, we were kind of looking at each other like we're fucked. Yeah, because now they're going to attract all the other geese. 100%. Yep. Yeah, you cannot compete with live geese. Yep. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, Matter of factly, you cannot compete with live birds. Is that a you word? cannot. Factly. It's, it factly. is now. I think it is. 
Nice. Um, thank you, Grammar Patrol. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you cannot compete with live birds. We had a situation a couple years ago. We had some of the dive bomb guys at Joey's Lodge. Mm-hmm. We were hunting a field across the street from the X field. Mm-hmm. We were coaxing some birds early in the morning, and then the field across the street started to fill up. We literally watched tornadoes and mallards and thousands of geese finish across the field and not give us one fucking second thought. Yeah. You cannot compete with live birds. Luckily, as we're sitting here with like seven birds down thinking we're fucked, they decide they need to get up and stretch their wings. (laughs) So for some reason, something boiled them up. They got up out of this field. And they all started flying over to us. Oh. So now they're in the air. And I'll tell you what, man. I didn't care anymore if we shot any more birds. Mm-hmm. Right? I've got video of it. We'll put it up on the Instagram. But anytime you get hundreds of big Canada geese flying over you, it's so cool. Yep. It's so cool. They're so loud. It doesn't matter if you're calling. They can't hear you. And if they can, they can't decipher it between you and the birds that are in the sky. Mm-hmm. But they're so loud. And we uh, we ended up getting, I don't know, a group of 10 or 20 to do it. And then we didn't shoot those. They were in the decoys because we wanted to work the rest of them, even though we should have known better. I mean, 150 of them are going all land right now. Yeah. So, you know, from there they kind of dispersed, and then after that, after they kind of dispersed into other areas, then as the birds kind of flew, little groups of four, five, three, two, we were able to really talk those birds into our field. So we ended up shooting 13, which the limit now in Minnesota is five per guy, Okay, which is kind of weird. It's kind of crazy. It seems like a lot. Yeah. You know, just because we're used to three. Yeah. I've had a couple hunts this year where we're at like what would have been a limit last year. Yeah. And we're like, man, it's almost a pain. Yeah, because it's nah, almost yeah. a pain in the ass that there's like that you can shoot five now. And I'll tell you the reason is if you're out there for the right reasons, your hunt's not going to get that much better for picking off those last three. Yeah. In fact, it might get a little bit worse, actually. Why? Because, dude, now you're sitting in a field, you've already shot what it seems like a good number of geese yeah. or ducks. What has been in the past a good number. Yeah, a good number. Yeah. And now you get the, yeah, now you get the issue of some guys, they're out there to shoot a limit. Yeah. They're out there for the wrong reason. Yep. Which I get it, man. Like even I sit there and I'm like, it's only three more for the limit. Yep. You know, but am I having fun waiting for those last three? Am I having fun during that next hour waiting? Yeah. You know, you've had a great hunt, man. You want to celebrate and have fun, and it's in my mind, it's almost more fun to get to that like big flock, you know? Yeah. Where you get that five or six to do it, and you just shoot them all. Yeah. And you're too short of a limit, and you just say, "All right, let's pack it up," because you're pumped right then and there. Huh. Right now, you're in such a good mood. You're like, "Hell yeah, we just got that group of four to finish. We shot all four of them. Great shooting, boys. Let's clean some birds." Instead, now. You're going to sit there and wait for a group of two. Yeah, I'd understand that in like a concept of you've been hunting for a good a good clip, you know, like for like duck opener when we shoot, you know, when it's just like the four of us or the three of us and we shoot an opener by like 9 a.m. Yeah, it's like, man, like 
I wish we could shoot some more ducks because I kind of want to be out here for another two hours, you know? Yeah. And But, like, when it's, like, 1130, noon, one, and it's like, well, we're waiting on, like, three more geese, you know? Well, dude, not only that, but, like, when you're hunting local, right? Like, a lot of us have girlfriends and wives. Yeah. And okay. so you want to you want to be Well dude, yeah. you know you've got to be at the fucking apple orchard at 1 o'clock, you know, <laughs> and it's fucking 9 a.m. and you're like, "Oh god, like we're going to sit here for yeah, three see, more." Okay. And I could just pack my shit right now and be pumped about our hunt, go home, clean my birds and barely make it to the apple orchard. You know, that's an interesting concept because that's something that like me as growing up as a deer hunter, it's it's an all day all weekend event, you know. Yeah. And it's not like like I go to sit for a deer, you know, hunt and it's all day. Like, I might have, like, an hour or two in the afternoon where I come down for some chili and some lunch. But, like, I don't want to, like, eat too many onions because I don't want them to smell my breath. Is chili the fucking, like, American fucking <laughs> national hunting food? I don't know. It's what I like. Yeah. I love chili. I love chili during hunting season. I, it's yeah. just... Anyway. It's, I know it's what super you mean. easy. We cook it on a on a Dutch oven, and, you know. We just... Yeah. yeah. It, it's delicious. But, yeah. And, and so, I uh, I don't know. To me, it's just like, oh, you know, hunting is kind of like, when I think about hunting, I think about it being an all-day event. Like, I don't plan, I don't like to plan much anything else for that day, but it's like, well, with, yeah, but with, with waterfall, and, yeah, with you, waterfall you totally can, you know. Yeah, with waterfall, you never do that. Yeah. You never say, no, my whole day's shot because I'm hunting ducks and geese. Oh, there's some people that it is. Some, maybe. Because right after they're done hunting, then they go scouting. No, you're right. You're right, but I do that half the time, too, and all I can think of is I should be scouting for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I should get home so I can get my shit done, clean these birds, and then get in the truck and start scouting by three o'clock. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I mean, and and part of it too is like, you know, if it's a mentality of it's a whole day thing, yeah, it's easier for it to not burden you that you're out there all day. Yeah. Which is if what it's, it is usually is for me. Yeah, but with waterfall, there's almost a stigma that if it's an all day thing, it's an unsuccessful thing. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's... I can it's, see I can see how you could get there. The, you know, the other aspect of it is usually people want to hunt the next day, which is the, the when the scouting comes into it. Yeah. Or just the idea that like, if you have a significant other, you might have to spend a little bit of time hanging out with them today. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is your weekend off. This is the time you get to see them during the week you work. You don't hang out. Well, now they want to hang out. They want to do stuff that day. So yeah. you have to do shit. So I don't know. It's it's just an interesting thing that I was thinking about. Um, Connor, before we get too crazy, do you have a tip or a worst? Um, yeah, I have a tip. Okay, um, we're gonna roll into a tip. Go ahead, yeah, tell yeah. me with just a tip. Yeah, just with Connor Olson. Yeah, this is just a tip. Um, the uh, if somebody is nodding and saying, "Yeah, yeah, okay, that's cool. Wow." okay right you know and they constantly are just saying affirmative words they don't want to talk to you if they are not actually truly engaged in what you're saying and they you find them looking away not looking in you in the eyes or something like that <laughs> they don't care yeah. what you're saying and you continuing to tell them what book they should read or about your story that has to do with the shirt that they're wearing or whatever uh-huh. and their favorite color and everything yeah. in the world. They don't. Okay. Nobody cares. Move on. Interesting. That's my tip. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You're going to get caught in a slippery slope here with negative Nancy Connor. <laughs> now, if somebody is doing that while you're telling a story, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to talk to you. 
they just don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. What I got this through in... And I'm going to guess before you go into this too far. Yeah. I'm going to guess somebody was telling you a story and you kept saying, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, yeah. And they didn't get the picture and they kept telling you shit like that. Something like that did happen today. A guy wanted to... He wanted to relate to me and so he wanted to tell me all the books that I was reading. Or that uh-huh. he was reading, and I'm yeah. like, I, dude, I don't read. Like, you know, and so I was, and I was trying to be polite. But where it came from was I saw like a meme that said, I'm 40 yeahs, 20 wows, and 30, oh, yeah. 30, oh my gosh, no ways into this sentence. And this person still does not understand that the topic is over. Like, yeah. That the conversation's over. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Hmm. That is definitely interesting. Because, I mean, it's it's you, it's the same words. And here it's a little bit different, like in this podcast right now, because all I can say for them, like they, if I nod at you, right. they have no idea. And Correct. so I have to continue to say, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. If, if anybody understands. I'm talking about in normal conversation when you are telling somebody about NASCAR and they go, yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. They don't care about NASCAR. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they'd be like, oh, man, who's your favorite driver? Yeah, it, exactly. And then you'd be like, I don't know because I don't give a fuck about NASCAR. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very true. For sure. Because nobody cares about NASCAR. I can't believe NASCAR is still a sport. That's a great topic dude, to bring up, Connor. Is dude, NASCAR real? I Do people watch NASCAR? I got to describe to my parents, let's go, Brandon. Do you know let's go, Brandon? No. You're joking, right? I literally have no idea who Let's Go Brandon is or what that is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Let's Go Brandon. Is this going to be a story that I don't care about and I have to say, yeah? Uh-huh, no, no, yeah. no, not at okay. all. Okay, so it's um, it originated, as far as I can understand, in NASCAR and because NASCAR is filled with a bunch of people on the right. And so after the race was over, they were saying, F Joe Biden. Okay, like full, full on just screaming it and like chanting it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the guy that won, his name was Brandon, and the news anchor misinterpreted it and said, "Oh, they're cheering for you, Brandon. They're cheering for you. Let's go, Brandon." And everybody that saw that, it became a meme, super funny, and so now at all the major sports events and in every, in everything right now, you're seeing people say, "Let's go, Brandon." I'm going to be honest right now. Mhm. This was definitely not at a sanctioned NASCAR event. This was for sure at some fucking derby rally. Am I, I have right? no idea. No, it was NASCAR. Like, are I, you sure? I, that, that's how I understand it originated. It might have originated somewhere else, but it's all like now it's a super big joke. Like, there's there's people that like they're saying let's go Brandon at like the Titans game, and oh they're like God. they're like oh, wait who's Brandon? And they look it up and it's like the backup offensive line. <laughs> and they're like yeah, they're like cheering for him because they want him to come in, right? That's yeah. unbelievable. Nope, it's because they want to say F Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, but I got to tell my parents that this weekend. I was like, yeah. hey, you guys know what Let's Go Brandon means? And they're like, what? No. And so we got to, I got to fill them in on the meme of Let's Go Brandon. Mm. So. That's unbelievable. Yep. I had to just tip. I, I completely forgot it. I honestly have okay. no idea. It it distracted me talking about NASCAR being so right. <laughs> Let's Go Brandon. In, in that derby that, that started that. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way it was NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, it could have been NASCAR. It just, it would, it would blow my fucking mind. That's how I understand it. Where, is where NASCAR has really turned a little to the left, bro. I They're have trying no to make idea. the corner. I don't watch NASCAR. Trying oh. to make the corner. Ah, that's a joke, right? Is that a dad joke? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch NASCAR. I don't either. Who yeah. watches NASCAR? If you watch NASCAR, let us know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm I have a feeling mind. a lot of people do. Connor, is there still a promo code you can use for Slash Shop? 
Um, yeah. Pumpkin spice? Yes, pumpkin spice. And is it like, it's not pumpkin, it's like pumpkin. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Not, and if you don't pumpkin. spell, that's P-U-M-P-K-I-N-S-P-I-C-E. E. Yep. C. Pumpkin spice. There is also a hidden promo code in one of our videos. We say it. We tell you it. It's pretty decent. Um, okay. But you got to go find it. You got to go watch it on our YouTube Ooh, channel. Oh, by the way, I want to bring up before we leave here, we have hit 500 reviews. Boom. We have hit 500 reviews. Now. And billions and billions. Yeah, there you go. Thank there. you. Uh, that is how many more we need. Yes. Here's the thing. We've hit 500. That's cool. We have to hit 1,000. Yep. Well, but we are doing We are doing a, a giveaway. huge giveaway. We said we would. We will. We are it's going to be I'm I'm working out we're, the details right now. Yep. We're getting all the stuff. We're ma- we're going to decide on the rules. We're going to yeah. I can, I can tell giveaway. you right now there's going to be for sure five Onyx Elite memberships given away. Mm. That will be sick. Mm. There will be a huge Miles Flowers merch package. Yep. Yep. And the prizes get better from there. Yeah, don't give away too much. I can't. That's all I can say. We we gave away that we're giving away you, a Mulker EX3. Just the tip of that. I give them, I give them just the tip. Yep. And now here's the thing: when we get to a thousand, yep, we're gonna do another one. Yep. Okay. 100%. This isn't gonna end, but we got to 500. Thank you. If you're listening to this podcast, and I know there's more than 500 people listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't clicked five stars, that's a rating, yes. not a review. You don't have to write some touching thing, even though. It means a lot to us, and we love to read a comment from you in a review. Yep. You don't have to do that, though. If you've left a review, that is definitely going to be an extra entry into it uh, is. whatever this is and how we decide that. If you leave a review with writing, it's an extra entry. But if you leave a rating, it still helps our podcast, and yes. we appreciate it. Yes. And There's no way for us to tell that you've left a rating, and so we can't like <coughs> find you for the review part. But yeah, anyway. We have some new videos coming out on YouTube soon. Yes. We are shadow banned. Okay. We are shadow banned on YouTube. So the only way that we can actually, no, we are shadow banned. The only way we can actually get people to watch our videos is if you share it. I mean, that is, that does help. It's legit because we're legitimately shadow. We're shadow banned. Well, no, we're shadow banned on YouTube. So if we release a video and you share it on your Facebook, that would be amazing. It would, it would literally mean the world to us. Yep. We are so poor, so broke, and it's like shadow ban has really fucked us. So, <laughs> please You're just sh- just share it on Facebook somehow, some way. Slash shop while you're at it. Leave us a rating. We have YouTube videos. We have the podcast. We have the Instagram. Okay, you're telling them to do too much. I just want you to leave a rating, review, and slash shop it. That's it. That's it, I guess. Yep. I mean, you can ring the bell too. I mean, you can you can go subscribe. You can watch our other stuff. However, <laughs> slash shop, slash shop, leave a rating, and uh, they should they should make a website that has just a do it all button. They should. That's it. Follows them on Instagram. Follows them on TikTok. Follows mm. them on you know. Fo- follows them on podcast. Fuck Connor. Subscribes on YouTube. That's rings genius. the bell on YouTube. That's genius. And just automatically just does oh, it all fuck. and follows them everywhere. We need to figure that we out. We have a Twitter. We need to figure that out. Like McDonald's needs to figure out automation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. If we had the, if we had the do it all button, you could be following us on Twitter right now, even though we don't post much at all ever. Okay. We don't, we don't use Twitter. So fuck Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, before we go, there was one more thing I wanted to tell you guys. 